0: one ladies and gentlemen welcome into the first ever casual entertainment conversation I didn't mess it up yet Sam I did not mess it up yet that's right me, barely' We're, it's gonna be a long year of casual gaming casual entertainment but yeah here we are at the very first ever episode I am joined as always with the movie man himself Sam Ross Sam how you doing Doing excellent, Nick. I'm very
1: happy to be starting this off with you, man. Just I'm, I'm you know, I'm kinda I've got the craving for this now after the twelve hour stream. So dude. I'm happy to be back on here.
0: We we are closing out our obviously um our first week of content as Nevins Island. Uh, the the full show slate is now upon us. Um it's been awesome to, to do the shows with everyone. I, I said it once and I'll say it again. Casual gaming conversation. One of the best podcasts I've ever done, if Over. not the best podcast I've ever done. It was a blast, and it got me amped up for this. It really got me like ready to go for what we're about to do. So surely enough, casual entertainment conversation finally here. I got the wheel next next to me right now. You oh, can see yeah. it with the mirror. Uh, my bed's not made. Uh, it was a it was a scramble this morning to go and I had to decide because I. I'm supposed to do streaming today. I was like, "Do I want to stream before or after this?" And I decided I'm gonna do it after. So super excited to go and stream later tonight. I'm gonna watch some football today. Super excited oh, about yeah. that. Oh yeah, big day of
1: football. Well, who make your picks? Who's winning? Packers, Rams, and um, the night
0: game. Bills, is- Ravens. <laughs> um, so give me, give me the Packers. Um, I don't have the Packers making the Super Bowl. I I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl. But give me the Packers today. I think that that Rams team with the – uh, Jared Goff having a bum thumb and uh, their other quarterback got injured and Aaron Donald wow. was out half that game. <laughs> G- give me, <laughs> please give me, uh, the fighting Packers there. Um, and Thank then you. Bill's on that. Yeah. Then we got Bill's Ravens. Bill's Ravens is going to be it's a shootout. I, or a, you know, I think it's going to be a good game. I think that that's going to be that. One of, is, my, one of my,
1: one of my good friends, one of my roommates in college, uh, he, his family is from Buffalo, so he's a Bills fan, but he's also a Ravens fan, um, so he's got he's in a
0: win-win situation tonight, but I think he said he's rooting for the Ravens. That's good to hear. Uh, that That's the worst. Last week, I had, you, you met him, Chase and Jake, he, Chase is a Ravens fan, Jake's a Titans fan, so they had mm-hmm. their beef last week, but yeah, yep. it was funny this morning to come out of my apartment and be like, where is everyone? Isn't football normally happening by now? They're like... <laughs> Dude, it's like <laughs> sure. it, it starts up it starts up at like 3 today, right? Uh the Sunday uh, game 3:30 uh Eastern. Uh,
1: the first game is
0: at 4:30. Okay. So that that that's better. And then the, tomorrow's the a little bit adjusted uh back yeah. times. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, that that that's good for us cuz we got a show to do and I don't want my roommates screaming are ...ears and lives off, but, uh, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is Casual Entertainment Conversation, the weekly show where we come to you with the biggest topic in entertainment. This week, we are gonna be discussing 2020, the best. Not, not, not just, like, 2020... The worst. We could go all year on the worst of what 2020 was. It sucked. But there were very limited movies. We'll go and we're just going to do our movie of the year, the Nevins Island movie of the year. Then we're going to go and 2020 gave us some good shows. Like some legitimately great shows. So we're going to go and hop in and do our top three shows back and forth. If you watch casual gaming, same sort of format, back and forth, enjoying those uh, conversations and... Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm here. I'm about it. I'm ready to freaking go, dude. This is going to oh, be yeah. a, a weekly show, me, Sam, the same format as me and Connor, hopping on Zoom, talking about the biggest things in entertainment. Sam Ross, before we hop into that, what have you been watching? So the, the two best shows
1: that I've watched recently, um, I binge-watched Secession. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, actually, that was a couple months ago, but recently enough that I want to talk about it. It, it yeah. was probably one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. The cast is insane. If the, if you watch the Emmys, they just tore it up yep. at the Emmys. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Very excited uh, for season three. It left on one of the be- the season two ended on one of the best cliffhangers.
0: That's uh, hype. Ever.
1: Total, just pivots. Uh, so
0: so as somebody that has not seen Secession, break it down like. Uh, three sentences three to five sentences what is the show about get pitch me uh, elevator pitch me it is all about
1: greed corruption corporate corporate greed corruption but then in the backdrop of that it's a it's a whole family it's a family business um family media kind of empire and the the patriarch um you know main guy his name's logan roy he's kind of it seemed like the it starts off, he he has like a stroke or something, and yeah. so it seems like it's gonna be up for you know, the big seat's gonna be up for grabs, hence the name of the show, Secession. Yep. Um and it's kind of just all this infighting in this family and drama and prime and cover ups and scandal. It's really yeah. entertaining, it's very well written. Um I highly recommend it. it's on HBO. Nice. They yeah. don't miss.
0: Dude, HBO is now, I believe, the biggest player in the game with how not only how good their shows have been, but obviously the movie deal is huge. But it, there there was this thing back in the day, I don't know if you heard of it, called Game of Thrones. And they're like, who who, and how are we going to replace Game of Thrones? And instead of going and bringing out another blockbuster like The Sopranos, like Game of Thrones, they're like, we're just going to have five really great shows now and, and go and do that over like... Ballers was great. Uh, like er- everything that I see uh, Watchmen watch.
1: was incredible. Yep.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Uh um, I, I have not I, that is on my list for this year. I oh, have not seen Watchmen yet. That is it, on my list. All right. Uh,
1: it was one of the most con I did I felt like I did not know what was happening until literally probably the last 30 minutes of the last episode of the season. Like yeah. everything the way that it, it feels like if Christopher Nolan directed a TV show. Just the twists and different plot points and jumping around, and then you see how it ties together. It's insane.
0: That's awesome, dude. I, I, like I said, HBO this year is going to be on a tear. Um, Wonder Woman. Oh, they just, Jada uh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, they I just don't. dropped a teaser,
1: uh, thing for previewing their kind of big movies and shows. Literally right before we started while you're getting coffee, and it showed the first clips from Space Jam Two. It really? Showed, like. Like three seconds of footage from Space Jam 2. It looks pretty sweet. I, I I'm so excited for that. You know how big of a LeBron fan I am, uh, and I'm just excited. I
0: I forget who all the co-stars that. Oh yeah, uh, 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 LeBron, LeBronie. And then the Black Mamba taking Black it. Black Mamba. Yep. Oh my word. If you did see that, that's go awesome. and watch the first Nevin's Islam podcast. That was a great bit we had there. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I saw I saw a screen cap from it of like LeBron like all goofed out and then like Bugs Bunny wow. behind him all goofed out and they're like, This is gonna become a meme this, real it's quick. Be awesome. Uh yeah, no, I'm stoked for that movie. That's gonna be great. And that's that's this year too. They dude 2021, the blockbusters, because of HBO It it, it's it's gonna be a lot more stationable this year compared to last year. Um, uh, any other shows or uh, TV you've been watching or movies? Last big one, I
1: I'm gonna sound you know like I only watch HBO, I guess, but I I for the first time watched True Detective, the first season of True Detective with Woody and McConaughey
0: and it blew my mind. The first season it of def- True Detective is literally maybe the greatest season a single season of all time uh, in television. I- I've only watched the first season, but that yep. was a I'm going to do it. I I've heard too much about it. You got to do it. The chemistry between Woody and and, and Matthew McConaughey is just nuts. They,
1: they you definitely got to kind of bite the bullet and kind of get over it. It's it's gritty. It's a gritty show yeah. and you got to accept that and once you get into the dynamic between those two characters and uh you know everything else it all just falls into place and and it's very very well done and like you like you said that's the only one i've watched as well i like the concept they do where each season is is a complete they're completely independent and i was really excited to watch season two because the lead in it is colin farrell who Mm -hmm. i think is maybe one of the most underrated actors right now uh working which maybe we can that can be a topic yeah, for that, guy. that
0: we can go and do, do a whole episode on just for underrated or oh. overrated like we just run through a list of 20 actors underrated or overrated oh dude I, you're making I like the that. show
1: Gary, yeah uh, Gary V does that on his like you know you know what I'm talking about Gary like yeah. that social media guy um he does, like, a segment, underrated, overrated, and it's entertaining. We should maybe think yeah, about that. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but I, but my, my point was I couldn't get into season two of True Detective because it just doesn't even feel close to as good as season one, like, just from the
0: first yeah. episode or two. Yeah. So that's a bit of
1: a bum, you know.
0: True true, de- uh, true Detective, uh, because, like, the cast in the first season was part, part of that made it that special where it was there, those – Actors' upbringing that was like before they are who they are now that put mm. them on the map. well no, Nuh-uh. not what? that. that What do you they, mean? That, that were, they were well. They, it, that show came out in 2014. True Detective came out in 2014. I thought it came out in like '06. I'm dead ass. That's I'm awesome. Gonna, no, you're probably right, dude. I, I I thought that uh that that's absurd that they got those actors, but it's HBO. You're right. Because uh, you would
1: never. Because that was the same year Interstellar came out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you had McConaughey potentially working on Interstellar and, and True, Detective True Detective during, during the, the same time. Like, they they got that proves how good the show is that they they got McConaughey you know in the midst of one of his biggest projects probably to to, oh. to spend brain time working on on the on the show.
0: Yeah, that that show too like takes effort for that acting role. Like it's oh my gosh, we could talk about that all day. For me uh th- this is about to be pretty lame um there i still have my giant ass list of movies that i need to watch uh tonight i am watching john wick for the first time which i'm really excited Never seen any of the john wick movies i'm watching through that because kind of funny to watching through those and i'm like i'm hopping on board for that um but when it comes to tv shows right now it, it's almost it's the same as casual gaming where i'm going back to things that just make me love tv again and love doing stuff like this so like Can i take yes yeah. I Take a guess of what you're gonna say you're watching. You can I take a guess, me. yeah.
1: Watching, are you re watching How
0: I Met Your Mother? Uh, so I that that for me, I always have How I Met Your Mother, New Girl, and The mm-hmm. Office as three shows that I'll like throw on before I go to bed. Like, uh, oh, I, I'm eating a sandwich uh, for lunch, uh, I need 20 minutes, sure, I'll throw on one of those shows, watch an episode for sure. Um, but for me, my comfort food. In a, in a even more Nick Evans way, uh, Netflix just signed a big deal with, um, with CBS All Access sort of deal. Like, they were joining some of their forces, basically, sending a show over there, sending another one over. Obviously, Peacock just became big, so NBC's having their, like, shows. Yes. So they got some CBS shows. And with that, not one, but the two best seasons of Survivor just went on oh. Netflix. And also, The Challenge, a show that I love – two of the old seasons that were not on CBS All Access premiered on Netflix. So they were mm-hmm. like... Uh, and uh, one of them was like a legendary season. So I've been watching a couple reality shows there. Loving that. MTV just also released Are You the One on Netflix. I'm just having a reality TV show binge where like I'll go. watch a season of a show in a night. But uh, obviously there's the things that I'm always watching. And uh, I decided to uh, hop back into The Clone Wars... But, um, uh, like, three days ago, where I just, like, had my uh, laptop open, I was doing some editing, and I wanted to go or, and be like, okay, I want to throw on some comfort food. Normally, that, that show, as somebody that – I know that you're not a big Star Wars guy anymore. That show is the one of the biggest reasons that Star Wars has stuck with me. For especially sure. season three and beyond. Season one is, like, it's good. But it's like a 7 out of 10. And you're like, oh, I've heard so much praise about this show. And then all of a sudden, it goes and kicks in. And by season 3, it is the political intrigue and the relationships and the dynamics are firing on all cylinders. And it almost feels like... I know it's, like, dumb to say, but it's like Star Wars Game of Thrones where, you're like, we're having this character arc over here, and it's, like, a legitimate whole season arc, and we're yeah. at, like, in the middle of the season, this character's arc is finishing and developing, and then they meet up at the end, and then there's a battle, and people die... They, in my opinion, uh, Darth Maul. You know Darth Maul from the first one. He's yeah. doesn't. He does not die. He he's back. He the half of his the top half of his body is uh, normal, and then the bottom half is robotic. He goes and is a phenomenal character where it, there's actual intrigue and depth compared to obviously the first one where he's just a badass swinging to two. Uh, you're just like he's got two lightsabers. Like no, like he's an actual character with. Uh, so starting that back up, that show. Um, final season, which we'll, I will briefly discuss that when we talk about best shows of 2020. That final season that they brought back, they're like, we're going to do one more, and we're going to end it off strong. That final season, I I get chills thinking about it. The first, like, seven episodes are, like, build-up. It's almost like what Game of Thrones should have done with their last season, where it should have been way more, like, exposition and really set in the pieces where they need to be. Where by episode eight to uh, eight to there's thirteen episodes, so uh, episode seven and eight were like perfect. Like you had exposition for the first like five or six episodes. Then those two episodes were the rising action. Everything just started going out, and then Disney Plus was like instead of going and releasing the last episode, we're gonna release oh the last four episodes weekly. We're gonna release them all at once, and that four episode arc is like an hour thirty minutes total. Right, is in my opinion a top. Three star wars movie of all time it is that phenomenal and they knew what they were doing they were like we're just gonna drop the one of the hottest tracks of the year yeah. and i'm so excited to go and rewatch that because that show i i'll go to the over the coals and be like that show is not only the i we're we will also be discussing another star wars property later but uh it's it's one of the best things that disney's done with star wars i think it might be the best thing disney uh, has done with star wars uh nick Back? Yeah, I was just going to ask. Uh, Yeah, chat. Uh, I have chat open. I have the viewers open. I have our information open. So chat just asked. Uh, and that's the other thing. At the very end of the show, we do rapid-fire questions. I have some questions for Sam. If you want to ask us any questions dealing with entertainment or opinions on something stupid, we'll go and read those at the very end in the chat, and we'll run through them real quick. So I'm going to leave that question for the end. Um, But... Uh, to tease it, I uh, we have uh, it, it was a survivor question. It was from your girlfriend who asked a survivor question. We're doing the best survivor season bracket at the end of this year. Jake, right now, him and I just watched through a season together. He has to watch through eight seasons of a show for a bracket. For one bracket, do you understand yeah. how like we watched through 16 movies? That's 32 hours. A season of Survivor is 16 hours. I'm basically making him do the Nolan bracket four times. It's absurd. Um, Oh, hey, you'll like
1: this if if Maddie's still watching. She got me this shirt for oh um, for
0: oh nice.
1: Is it flipped? Yeah, no, I see. It
0: says written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Yeah, can you uh, so so to point out some of the characters uh, because I it's it's a little little hard to see.
1: Uh, Kill Bill, Aldo Rain, Brad Pitt, and then Glorious Bastards. Yep. Uh, um, Kurt Russell and Death Proof.
0: Okay. Okay. Jackie
1: Brown,
0: Uma Thurman, and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I, I got Jackie Brown and Uma Thurman. As uh,
1: the dogs down here. Okay. Uh, right, this whole patch. I think this is Heyplate.
0: Nice. Uh, nice. What a sh- dude. That that's a great shirt. That's an awesome shirt. But that's a great shirt to wear on the first day of the casual entertainment conversation. Um, Now getting into it, first we're going to do movie of the year. Then we're going to take a brief break because I want – this is casual entertainment conversation. We're able to talk about all things entertainment. I'm going to give my album of the year uh, with a couple of shout-outs as I will always do every single year. I love – we're going to touch on music like under – a minute every single episode unless there's something huge that happens something like Kanye West dies like something like I don't know I don't know but we take we, it back yeah. <laughs> that, ne- never uh, that, that's my god that's my Jesus okay yeah. Jesus is my Jesus okay this
1: is your Jesus
0: all right um yeah so you should tell that,
1: you should tell that next time you go to your you know uh, church or youth.
0: Yeah, group oh, or yeah to pull up into ACC tomorrow Go to Miles Fidel, one of the most like well-known pastors right now, and be like, "Hey, so instead of uh, Jesus Christ, have you heard of this man Kanye West?" And just go and like take the mic from Nah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll touch on my quick album of the year. I want to give a shout out to that, uh, especially with the Grammys coming up in a month. And then, yep. um, uh, like, see things like when the Grammys come around, I'll do a a little bit longer than a minute segment of just in my pure opinions and what I think of that night and everything like that. Yeah. Um, For sure. And then, uh, and then we're going to go and hop into our shows of the year, which will be a little bit of a longer segment. Sam, we're just doing one movie. What is your movie of the year? And you since can give the, a couple shout-outs, too, if you want to.
1: Since there were so few to choose from, and I personally only saw a couple that actually came out this year. I have to say Tenant. Okay. I don't I don't want to say Tenant if I'm being honest. Yeah. But it was the best movie released in 2020 that I saw. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and you know we talked about it enough on the, on the or honestly we didn't even really touch on it on the it bracket was last week cuz it was against inception right or it was it, against it the was against it
0: something. was against a big boy it was against something that it wasn't yeah. winning
1: yeah
0: um we didn't even talk about it so
1: we can talk if
0: you want yeah. a little bit about uh, yeah so my my uh, inception's on my short list i sent you over a couple movies inception's on the list sonic the sonic movie uh was actually good yeah. Um, and same with, um, Bad Boys for Life, that, the best Bad Boys movie that came out last year, um, Tenets on my list, um, a movie that I want to give a big shout out to, which if we did a top three, this would be on my list, is Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie, that movie is colorful and bright and an awesome breakup movie, that, that movie, Mm -hmm. like, I, that, this is about to be weird, but I wish that, like, I was a girl, and I got dumped, and I saw that movie. Because that movie's all about getting, like, the girls together, having a good time, having a good ride. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I left that movie with my roommate, and I was like, man, I want to, like, recommend this to any female that I see that's going through a hard time. Because that movie is straight up badass. And obviously, too, for me, like, that movie was a, like, really cool moment. Where I'm like, this is just, like, a uplifting, fun like, it's not the greatest movie of all time, but mm-hmm. I think it deserves a big shout-out in a year where things were pretty bad across the world as a, like, Absolutely. uplifting, cool movie. But my movie, Birds of Prey. Andy, uh, Not Birds of Prey. Uh, Pulp Springs. Um, it's going to be in the thumbnail for this video. It is unreal. And I, so it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. It's mm-hmm. Andy Sandberg and then the mother from How I Met Your Mother. I totally forget her name. Um, I know who- yeah, uh, and I'll, I'll go and I'll look it up real briefly. But it is the best movie, not only that I've seen this year, but I'm pretty sure I've seen in the past couple years. It is on my top 20 list of all time now. it oh, is. I
1: got
0: I got to check that out. It, it is... It, so the basic concept, for people that don't know, it is Groundhog's Day-esque, where you are reliving the same day. Excuse me. But there are enough twists and enough realities that make it awesome. They have J.K. Simmons, the guy, like, Ooh. whiplash is in it. Um, He is hysterical in that movie because um, he's also pulled into the time loop. So he, uh, a big, like, uh, it's like a running thing that you see very early on. He's really pissed at Andy Sandberg for bringing him into the time loop with him. So he tries to, like, kill Andy Sandberg and torture Andy Sandberg a lot. That whole concept's phenomenal. And I'm then... Adding-
1: List right Dude,
0: now it, I saw I had seen stuff about
1: it when it you know came out and I never I don't know why I never watched it because I love Andy Samberg. I uh, didn't even realize J.K. Simmons was in it.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, he's and J.K. Simmons is. Uh, Christine Minolti is uh the female. Uh, but yeah, it is literally like they take Groundhog's Day, they make it way more personable. They have multiple characters in the time loop sequence, which makes it. Way more, like, just interesting on what you were supposed to do with that circumstance. But not only what you're supposed to do, how your relationship grows, how you understand the world. It it takes a very well-known concept and makes enough tweaks to not only make it something original, but something better than the predecessor and really allow it to go and peak and be Freaking awesome. like I that movie's awesome. That the long and short, that movie is awesome. I've seen it, I watched it, it was funny. I watched that, and then I watched the movie The Binge, which is also a Hulu original. That one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it's like a junk food movie where you're like, I know it's bad. I know it's really bad, but I'm enjoying just hanging out and watching a stupid movie. Um, sure. and then later that night, so like I watched Palm Springs at six, watched The Binge at eight, did homework till like one and then I watched Palm Springs again from one till three. It is that freaking good. And then I wow. watched it like two months later too uh, with a friend of mine because I was like, "Hey, this movie's great. I like, I I might want to watch it again today. Like it is that like John Wick into Palm Springs. That sounds like a hell of a great day. And we sounds got football good. too. Oh my word. Yeah, but, uh, baby. But yeah. So with that being said, um, I it, we can have a quick discourse because Tenet – was also the I would say that that's my number two movie of the year. This movie, the this year for movies was just not it. Everyone knows we theaters were Everything destroyed. got pushed. Everything got
1: pushed. The one the the um one I was most excited for that was coming out this year uh, was Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. Yep, which is pushed. I think it will end up hopefully coming out the, this fall. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, but we'll see. Yeah. And like that was what was keeping me going. Like in quarantine, I was like, "I'll oh, just get to like July, and you can watch that." And
0: then, nope. Yeah, but th- think about think about this. Like, we would have had an MCU slate, like a legitimate MCU slate, which we can. Oh, that's the other thing. I watched Wandavision. Oh my uh, gosh, show it shows great. We'll, well, I'll I'll touch on that at the very end. I'll be uh, that can be one of our quick questions. Where just what what do we think about that? Um, or what do I think about that? Uh, Because it literally came out yesterday. That's the nice thing where you and I can do a quick thing of everything that comes out on Fridays. Saturdays is a pretty good day to do an entertainment podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what we were talking about shows or movies or – oh, the, the year in general. We would have mm-hmm. had Top Gun, the new Top Gun. We would have had a whole new MCU slate. We would have had a new James Bond movie. We like d- – just the blockbusters themselves. We would have had Fast 9 – are you kidding me? My, the, the, the successor to Hobbs and Shaw, one of the most funny, Taco Bell, amazing, throw it on, laugh your ass off, have a great time, movies that could ever come out, we oh, would wait. have the successor. And here we are where Tenet, a movie that I believe is extremely flawed. Um, I think it's extremely impressive. I think it's a interesting movie. I think that there is... So, it is a very tight story when you look at it as a whole where you're like, we we understand that uh, there's like, the, uh, the way the time works, it all makes sense, it all works, and it's awesome that that is the case, but it's a flawed movie in the sense of I sit down and I have to zone in so hard, and you and I are Nolan vets, we understand how these movies work, we understand how to almost like go and be like, you know when like you're taking a test and you're like, I know what this question's trying to make me like answer, so I know what the answer is just because it's like, what is the powerhouse of the cell? You know that's mitochondria. It's almost like, what is this time loop situation? You're like, oh, I know that uh, that Robert Patterson is the person from the beginning to the end and stuff like that where you're able to pick up on stuff like that where you like, because this makes sense. When he goes and pulls out the Diet Coke, cracks it open for him. He's like, yep. oh, I know your diet. You understand. They've met before. This is not their first encounter. And when you're talking about time loops, that makes sense. So, like, people like us can get that. But at the end of the movie, when I already I only understand 45% of it, and that's an impressive number, that's not mm-hmm. enough. And that's that's where I think there's enough flaws. Where it's Inception or Memento, some of his earlier works, they might not be as grand in scope. But they on a first watch, you're at least getting seventy five to eighty to eighty five percent of what's going on. I was gonna say that
1: you go seventy five percent on the first watch, then another, you know, fifteen, then uh,
0: yeah, and then yeah, you're, you're, by it, the third it, watch you it. get it. By the third watch it. you're gonna right. get. It. It takes
1: three watches.
0: Yeah, uh, and then with this movie, I've seen it twice now. I watched a crapload of YouTube videos, theories, breakdowns, and I am. And you know, you probably don't want to watch the movie again. At I, point, right? I'm at the, I'm at the point where if you're like, let's watch Tenet right now, I would be like, like, sure, like like I, I'm not, ex- I'm more excited to watch John Wick tonight. Like I like to see Keanu Reeves be a badass with a dog. Like I don't know, like oh, well, without dog. <laughs> Dude, I, I've heard I've heard things about the dog. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just know that there's a dog in this movie. I'm pretty sure it dies. It might live. It might maul some things, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't dog want to know. is
1: important. You don't. The moral of the story is you don't mess with Keanu Reeves' dog.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, you don't mess with the Keanu Reeves dog. But uh, yeah, Tenet's a flawed movie, and as you said, you're like it's almost upsetting that that's your movie of the year because you wish that there was better, and I also wish there was better. I. I, in a normal year like 2019, Tenet doesn't make my top ten. It doesn't for sure. The, Jojo Rabbit was better than Tenet. Yeah, and well, Jojo's Rabbit also was a great freaking movie too. Like that, that that that's a that's like in my opinion that was a top like five movie for me last year. I freaking love yes. Jojo's Rabbit. Um, I thought Little Women was better. I I thought which for me Little Women was one of the lesser of the Oscar noms of last year. Yeah. I thought Four vs. Ferrari. Yeah, better. That's, I agree. Ford vs a- Ferrari was a v- incredibly well made movie. Exactly.
1: Um, and I and you know me, I don't love Matt Damon. I'm I am <laughs> yeah, very I, old on old Matt Damon. I like Good Will Hunting and like, uh, Ocean's Eleven. I was about to say,
0: do you like the Oceans?
1: Yes. Okay. But like, I did not like The Martian, even though I, I recognize it was good. Like I didn't love it. Same. Um, and just kind of go- like the, his more recent stuff, I have not loved. He crushed. Ford versus Ferrari and Christian Bale the freaking chameleon of acting just molds himself into well that was probably one of his most natural roles he's played yep. in a while cuz he, he had to use his own act kind of his own accent to an to an extent yeah. i know it's not how he talks but kind of uh, he <laughs> oh, didn't man. have to talk like an american yeah um and he was just incredibly entertaining and goofy and and you know that dynamic kinda, is phenomenal uh, yeah they yeah. really
0: crushed it um, 7,000 RPM go like hell yeah that, that uh, was all. It, dude if you're not like tearing up at the end of that movie too and then the best part is when they all come in together and you realize that Christian Bell lost yeah it is brutal because he would have destroyed everything um yeah. and then obviously uh, he ends up passing it's like oh my gosh what a what a heart-wrenching movie but what an amazing I- movie
1: I totally agree, and I think they did an incredible job of balancing the racing aspect with the story aspect. Because yep. you could have really, if that ratio wasn't correct, it was you. That's a completely different movie that is way less enjoyable. Because it was, they did just enough that I was like into all all the scenes where there was just cars and racing. Yep. I was invested. I was never bored. It was never repetitive, and I thought you know the pacing and the balance was was on point.
0: Alright, with that being said, I'm going to take the reins here because I think you agree that Tenet should not be the movie of the year, Um, the Nevin's Island movie of the year. So, I'm taking the reins, I'm taking over, I'm I'm calling my shot, and I'm calling my shot because I think you're going to watch this movie and agree it's better than Tenet. Yes, I'm going to watch it the next two days. Palm Springs is officially the Nevin's Island movie of the year. (laughs) Let's go, dude. First episode, we're killing it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, before we move on to our show of the year, uh, this is the brief moment where I just rant about music to Sam Ross, and he's just gonna listen. The best part about this, I did a little, I did a little little thing to your mind, okay? Um, I want to talk about three albums, but uh, real briefly before I talk about those three albums, I want to give shout outs to the new Car Seat Headrest album, the new Glass Animals uh, album had a couple really great songs, but the rest of it was dog crap. Um, I want to give a shout-out to the Jeff Rosenstock album, one of my favorite albums of the new year. Listen to that a whole bunch. Um, But there's three albums uh, that I really want to give like big credits to, and this will be my 3-2-1 of the entire year. Mm-hmm. Oh, the new Run the Jewels album, too. Awesome. Killing Mike, Killing the Game, one of the most politically balanced, well-produced albums of all time. They, they do not make bad music. It's all great music from those that duo. With that being said, my number three album is actually a three slash four. The slash four part is Evermore, and then the three part is Folklore by Taylor Swift. One of the most well-produced indie albums of the year, Uh, not only of the year, of the decade. It understands exactly what it's trying to do, and it nails it. Oh my goodness, what a phenomenal, like, what a great, great job by Taylor Swift. Number two, uh, Gorillaz' new album, The Song Machine, focusing on what it means to produce the single. It, it is amazing. It is perfect. Uh, not perfect. It is exactly what you could want from that album. Literally, if you enjoy any Gorillaz music, ever, like, if you enjoyed one of their songs, there is a stylistic song like that on that album where I promise there's something for everyone there. But not only that, though, there's, it's all so well produced where you're like, it hits each song, at a certain point, I'm like, oh my gosh, this song is legitimately great. They nail exactly what it means to be a single. Love that album. And then my album of the year. Sam, I made you listen to this album while you were down here. The yep. new Abnormal by The Strokes. Not only the one of the best rock albums I've ever heard, it is a top, like, 20 album for me now of all time. I love every second of that album. The first half, all gas, no filler, all killer. Great Rock songs where it is the bass drum, tom drums, snare drum, boots, cut, the boots, cut, behind almost every single thing. The guitar leads. Uh, the Strokes having two guitars making them versatile, and then Julian Casablancas not once, not twice, but three times in the first three songs, going and showing his vocal range to the uh, the heavens. And then the back half of that album, starting with the song "At the Door," one of the best singles of the year, uh, maybe the best single on that album. I think that there's one better, being "The Adults Are Talking," the first song, or "Ode oh, to the Mets," the last uh,
1: song. I- that is the song I've listened to the most since you played. You played that for me in the car. I added it, yeah, uh, immediately because I thought it was really good. And I've listened to, I've listened to, I think the whole thing through once, yeah. Since, then. but the song I listen to the most frequently is the, the adults, adults Are Talking.
0: Song. Yeah, that it's song, fun. my song of the year, one of uh, maybe my song in the past two years, 2018. Car Seat Headrest has a top three album for me of all time, so I can't not uh credit give, give, give credit where credit's due, but. That song, that build, uh, just, like, the guitar lead, uh, the two solos in the middle, and then Julian Casablanca's going and hitting those notes at the end of the song makes me get chills every time. But At The Door goes, slows things down, and the false set of Knock me like a door! And, like, just every single time where he just goes back and goes further, obviously I can't do what he does. He's way... I, I am, like... Uh, the, you, you've seen the movie Moneyball. There's Julie Casablanca's, there's Decent Singers, there's 50 Layers of Crap, and then there's Nick then Evans. Left. Then there's Nick Evans when it comes to singing. But yeah, uh, it, phenomenal, phenomenal vocalists, but not only phenomenal vocals. The lyrics are there too, uh, where you are like, and not only the vocals are there, the uh, song goes and produces where you are pulled in to going and being like knocked over and pounded on in the same way that the vocals are stretching out and being pounded on and over and over again. It's one of the most impressive things. Uh, the album continues out with a bunch of mellow tracks that are phenomenal. Amazing, sad, long guitar leads that go and allow Julian Koss voice to go and be phenomenal. Ends with Ode to the Mets, one of the best finales I've ever heard in an album. Probably the best finale since Weezer White's 2016, and maybe even earlier than that on, like, oh my gosh. Phenomenal song. Over the Mets. The when when uh, he goes and uh, we're about two minutes into this song and it feels like it's been two seconds because it's so good. on just the production side, when he goes and says drums, please, and the drums start kicking in, finally, come on, and it, it, it's it's phenomenal. It, you, you don't even realize that there weren't drums because Julian's voice has that beat behind it. Oh my word. All right. Dots are talking. Album of the year. Nevin's Island confirmed. But I want to give big shout-outs, and with that being said, big, pulling big for uh, Dual Lipa's album and Taylor Swift's albums in the Grammys when it comes to Grammy time, because uh, Dual Lipa also had a phenomenal album this year. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but I'm one of those people that, in the same way with you and The Martian, are like, I understand this is good, it's just not my bag. That, yeah. that album is not something I'm going to throw on every day, but what a great album. All right, here we are, show of the year. We're gonna go back and forth three, three, two, two, your show, my show. Um, before we do that, we can give a couple honorable mentions. I think I have a, a lot of honorable mentions. Um, but, but I'll let you go first if you want to rattle off one or two of your uh 2020 shows of the year honorable mentions, Sam Ross. Uh, as far
1: as honorable mentions go, I don't I don't I think I just have my core
0: three. I think that I don't think okay. I for real have any honorable mentions I want to do. Okay, I think you got more. I I I not only have like like I said this year's been phenomenal for TV. The Queen's Gambit, a uh, show that I didn't send you over on my short list. What a freaking phenomenal show! You made chess interesting, not only interesting. Oh my god, uh,
1: I can say something about that even
0: though yeah. I didn't watch it. Okay, Heath
1: Ledger was supposed to direct that show. Sadly, before his passing yeah and he was like he was some kind of insane chess player apparently yeah. like he was really freaking good at chess and he was supposed to direct that and I totally it's gonna bug me now that I I who was the girl he was gonna have in, as the lead in that
0: I have no idea I knew that Heath Ledger I heard this literally yesterday that's funny that you bring it up um yeah you, you can go and look that up as I continue to speak if you yeah, want I'm to um yep. but yeah w- great show Uh, it makes a orphan in chess one of the most amazing interesting stories on the it, world what who who is it it was
1: gonna be well i guess being politically correct as we are on the nevins island show elliot page formerly oh, Ellen page yes was uh he was who we wanted to have play i uh, think the that
0: she would be great too um Alright, uh your 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 girlfriend is just asking survivor questions for uh, the Rapid Fire and I'm here for it. I'm about that. I will answer any survivor question ever. Um Ask me questions, bro. Yeah I'm- ask ask uh, ask him give Sam a softball. Give him something that he can knock it out of the park. Alright. Um Queens Gambit, phenomenal. Um Sex Ed, start of the year, great. Uh, I'm giving Cobra Kai a shout out not because it came out in 2020, but it moved over to Netflix in 2020 because that and that's when everyone watched that show basically because no one watched it on YouTube and the people that did loved it and then uh, when it came to that mainstream audience, everyone loved it. January first, the new season came out. In a year's time, when we're doing Best 2021, I will talk about that season at nauseum. Uh, having the Netflix budget helped that show immensely, obviously, and the writers and phenomenal um i am gonna give a shout out to the umbrella academy um super fun show super goofy superheroes that that type of superhero show is what the dceu should be trying to do where it shouldn't be trying to play the marvel game in the same way the umbrella academy is not trying to play the marvel game they're trying to do their own thing they're trying to bring in interesting stories in their own bag um i'm i'm gonna go oh clone wars final season huge shout out there and i'm gonna bring in a controversial one um i'm making sure my audio is still going can you say something real quick what up uh say something again i love you nick yeah my audio dipped on you one sec it's still going through the uh desktop it's not coming to me hello check check
1: hello hello
0: i think i know what happened I think my headphones just died, so I'm gonna plug in my headphones real quick. I'm gonna keep talking, um, and you can just nod uh, vaguely as Not I like. They're hearing smart. both of us. Um, uh, yeah, the audio is good. I, I know it's good for you guys. I just can't hear Sam right now. Um, so I'm plugging in. Dude, I have like a switcher that has uh USB outputs. It has like 17 things connected to it right now. All right, one sec, guys. Sorry about that. can you speak? Yes, I can. Okay, I still cannot hear you. Um Hello? Hello. hello. There, there we go. There we go. All right. Thank you. Sorry about that, man. Um yeah, the Umbrella Academy phenomenal show. Uh I've talked about it earlier. Star Wars Clone Wars final season. Way absurd. W- oh, what what question? Sam Ross from uh, t- uh. from Ohio.
1: Daddy just texted me and alerted me to something that I can mention as an honorable mention now that I would like to. I would like to say. All right. Uh, the Euphoria special episode that dropped. If you watched it, I have
0: not seen Euphoria yet. Ooh.
1: Let me. Can I give you my quick, quick yeah. pitch on Euphoria yeah. and then talk about this this particular episode? Sure. So Euphoria, I slept on it for a while because because it just seemed like kind of cringy kind of like you know not something that was really gonna captivate such an intellectual mind as myself (laughs) um but i gave it a shot uh and i'm so happy i did because it was really really good there's definitely a little bit of the teen show cliche stuff that you had to get over um, but in my case, I really have never watched any of those teen type shows. Like I never got into Riverdale. I never watched, um, there's there.
0: uh, did you watch like Outer, Banks? You uh, Outer Banks? You
1: watched Outer Banks? I did not like Outer Banks. I, I understand like it's Taco Bell TV. Oh yeah. At but, its uh, finest. At um, its finest. Taco I mean, Bell TV. I watched like the first two episodes. Couldn't do it. Cause yeah. the writing was so crap. Um, like I didn't watch All American, like all these teen shows. So my... I'm not – I hadn't been oversaturated on these teen shows yet, Um, which sounds weird because I'm a teenager. Why am I calling them teen shows? But they're shows about teenagers, you know, as the focus. Anyway, Euphoria, so the fact that I hadn't already – I wasn't sick of that genre yet made me enjoy Euphoria a lot more, I believe. And Zendaya is just insane. She is –
0: She's going to rule the world. Her and – her, and there's one person, she she was the lead in the Bumblebee movie two years ago. She's got a role in Marvel now. Uh, I'm looking her up, continue. She's she's also the female actress that I'm like, over the next t- 20 I, years, everything's going to be amazing. I, I, and I've her. got one more I need to, I just
1: never know how to pronounce uh, her name, because it is hard to pronounce.
0: Uh, my person is Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld oh, gonna, she's, she's gonna rule the world. She's gonna rule the world. I'm telling you, she's phenomenal. Um,
1: I, I think, um, however you pronounce her name, she is in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh yeah,
0: she's um, phenomenal.
1: She was in uh,
0: Little Women. Yep. That she, that that. So I I've watched the Grand Budapest Hotel twice, and I've fallen asleep during five movies in my entire life. Two of them were the Grand Buda best Hotel. I'm Come sorry. On. I know that's it's top ten for me. I know it's phenomenal. I dude, and that's another thing where I'm like, I get it. I but get it. But it's so
1: it's so you know what? I, it's so lulling. Like yeah. I can see how it like rocked you to sleep. Oh dude, that's, and, how it,
0: that's how it visually is. That's how it sounds. Also, they were both experiences where I was not sitting up. I was able to lie down like oh, backwards. I was you're done. done. I was uh, like I I I was not setting myself up for success watching that movie and uh, both of them I'm pretty sure too I was watching at like midnight with like friends that were like this movie's phenomenal I'm like I know it is I'm sorry yeah you got to watch that
1: at like Nick you wake up on like a Sunday morning back in Cohasset
0: get yourself a cup of coffee you know and and enjoy waking up in like yeah do a crossword with it Yeah, yeah yeah.
1: Uh, but anyway, my, my point uh, talking about Euphoria, I just think it was really uh, impressive. The fragmentation of the story where it kind of each episode begins with like a whole backstory and background on each of the main characters in it. And I think it's eight or nine episodes. So uh, they're all kind of. You remember reading Percy Jackson? Of course. There was a couple Percy Jackson books where it was like each chapter is from a different person's
0: perspective. Yep. Like, this is that. Uh, I'm pretty sure kind of it started up idea. in the third one where they started yeah. doing that. Yeah.
1: That's kind of my take on on part of how the show is formatted. And I think it's really cool and how all the narratives tie together. Um, And then so, but Euphoria was 2018. 2018,
0: 19. I think, I think, I'm pretty sure I was in high school when it came out. Um, so so, but but what
1: came out a few weeks or a month or so ago i think it might have technically been in december but i'm counting it as yeah 20 sure Uh, yeah no it was 2020 um they did a special episode because phil shooting the new season is being so delayed like it's probably not going to come out until 2022 um so they're dropping two like bridge episodes kind of to keep people you know happy satisfied you know. but it was really really good so the premise like i, I assume you kind of know the premise like it's all about drug addiction yep. and and stuff like that so rue who zendaya plays has this like um, drug addiction sponsor like guy who kind of you know helps her help helps her out and stuff and so the whole special episode is about an hour long, and it all takes place at the same like location. Oh, right? almost the entire episode. Reservoir and, like, Dogs-esque. They're having they're having um they're having pancakes at a diner on Christmas Eve. That's awesome. And, and the and almost I believe the entire I don't know why I'm kind of blanking on the end. I'm pretty sure the entire thing is at this one location. And the way that it, it keeps you so captivated because it's not just like shot match shot back and forth of them talking. Uh, on, in the booth yeah. they you know they take the camera and do a lot of interesting uh angles with it like they go from the outside from outside the window in and then outside the window back mashing the shot it's i don't know it's it was just very entertaining uh if you're a friend uh, a fan of euphoria and you're desperate for the next season and, and you haven't checked that out you need to
0: nice um so i john david washington and zendaya are the they have the yeah, you hear about that movie uh, all shot mm-hmm. in one house. All yep. like and it's just them two. and I like Zendaya, I could watch her all day, dude. She's phenomenal. Um and uh John David Washington, obviously yeah. talented. I don't think he was great I, personally and that that's a huge knock when the protagonist of a movie, huh, the protagonist, the protagonist. Movie, yeah, isn't isn't great. Um but yeah, so now uh, I'm pretty sure I've finished all my honorable mentions. I We can get into the meat. We've kind of been taking. We've kind of oh, been taking our time on this. Last the side. last one. Last one I got I got to give it a shout out because this is where I finally make my stand on it not being these top 4 shows for me are like next level shows and I'm I I'm I'm shocking myself. My fourth show is The Boys from Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I Love that show and everyone like that's not even a hot take like I yeah. wish that that was a hot take that that was like not a, but I think it's the hot take part of it is it's not in my top three and maybe even top two that's what I was
1: just gonna say it's in my top two
0: yeah and so I I love that show we I bet we discussed it a little bit more when it you're up to bat with it but yeah amazing characters amazing development um every single character the way that that show ebbs and flows and yeah. the descent into madness it's that show is if super hu- heroes were humans and not cuz marvel has too many big ideals like and it's too like not not just like happy but like i want to know if, dude people are messed up like what if Robert Downey Jr. was Robert Downey Jr. from, like, 20 years ago when it was Iron Man. I want to know that. And not just he got power and became good. I want to know if he remained the same asshole. Stuff like that. I, I wish that, like, a supervillain literally was just, hey, I have superpowers, but I'm not, like, I'm just going to be a dick. That's what that show is. It's phenomenal. And I'm I'm all here for it. I, I think that, like, yeah, you're supposed to stand up for good if you have that power, but what if you didn't? And... Every single uh, uh, superhero slash villain, because they're basically just messed up people. It's so interesting seeing their dynamics. Huey is one of the most amazing, lovable characters, where he's he also is just not only such a human, but, like, he makes mistakes. He doesn't do everything right. And, like, him being the protagonist, I would say, of the show, obviously, he's probably the first shot we get is him uh, in the first season. So season two... That,
1: this- well, the, that show, The like... The first episode when this girl gets flattered by uh
0: uh the uh, speezer uh, A train. Yeah.
1: That is like one of the only moments in a while that I've like had the like spit your water out yeah. reaction. Like holy crap, what did I just see? Oh my goodness, cuz it's it's talking about it's so gruesome, and and, the, and that's when you realize like you're like oh my god okay like I get I got oh the premise is gonna be you know, superheroes are kind of sketchy or whatever, and then you see that and
0: you're like oh, it's like gory, it's like it's messed up, and, and then up. and then the deep literally the like 20 minutes later is talking to Starlight and is satiating himself. I'm trying to make sure I don't get TOS here, but like it's it's you're like oh these people are messed up. But at the same yeah. time, they are people that add immense power, and they they they're gonna make mistakes and do dumb stuff. And I, I love that like the deeps arc in the show is, is so interesting. Seeing him in season two and everything, uh, I yeah. I wanna I wanna make sure you can hit on all your points. Let's crack into this top three. Number three, what is your number three show, Sam? Let
1: me pull it back up. <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, my number three. Um, Actually, I have it. Like, I didn't really order them. Yeah, yet, sure. So I'm just gonna say my number three was the boys. Okay, and so we can we can Dude. continue talking if you'd like. But
0: yeah, it the boys is great. the The boys does everything right in my opinion. Uh, it, it is a show that that is Amazon Prime's flagship show forever yeah. now. That that they bring in more interesting characters. Bring in mm-hmm. uh, like. The, the main core cast is so likable where a character's like Mother's Milk is phenomenal and you're all about it, where you're like, M.M. is my guy. But not only that, there's relatable characters, but we've already discussed, like, human yep. characters. This is not your Marvel, your... Gra- this isn't your grandma's superheroes where they're doing the right things. There's no saving cats out of trees. The reason they do that is for glory. And, like, the airplane scene... Where oh my God. is one of the most amazing where they're like save the kids and he's just like those kids can speak they gotta die and you're just like oh my uh, God. after watching that and then having to
1: get on a plane to
0: come down to auburn i was not feeling good <laughs> oh my word yeah no fair enough um but yeah uh, if you want to hit on a little bit more i've I'm, i've talked ad nauseum yeah like, honestly I, nauseum. I
1: think i think we hit we hit everything i mean you kind of you kind of Totally covered it. I can jump
0: so you'll you'll do that. Yeah, your I'll do my three. number three now. My number three, I think, is gonna be in your number uh two or one. And we, we can sort of just go back and forth on this. Yes. I think that our top three my four has all three of your three. Um Yeah, you're correct. Uh so at number three, I'm gonna give it to Oh man. I, I, I it's between it's between three shows, uh, obviously. I'm gonna give it to the last dance man I'm getting I just say the words and I get chills because yep. that show I'm somebody uh, if you can uh, this will be said at nauseum I love shows that have moments I love big moments I love moments in my life that I look back to things like you coming down and doing the 12-hour stream that was a moment we will never forget that and when a show can portray a moment that well it's awesome they do that every episode, every episode. The I'm back moment is one of the most badass moments in sports. Uh, uh, how are you going to, I'm back. And the way that the story is told, it, it's yep. perfect. The, the timeline jumping, everything about that show is phenomenal. Um, and then and I, my biggest thing on that is, is this I, your number two or
1: number one, by the way? Uh, I might have goofed. Look, my – all right. So the the shows that I have, I have two more shows that I want to talk about. One of them is on your list. Oh, yeah. One of them isn't. Okay. But I, did, I, I didn't put – because I thought it was just top three. So I didn't technically put Last Dance on. Okay. Then, then
0: that's good. That's totally fine. We'll go yep. to your number two. It, it doesn't need to be the same. So my yep. number three, The Last Dance, it's phenomenal. It's one of the best documentary series of all time. Yep. And then and it, it coming it, to Netflix too – just hitting that broader scale where because i watched the first two episodes live and then i did this thing called started up this small little company idea called nevin's island where i had to go and give that everything and i didn't have time i was working and then doing streaming so i couldn't watch the show and then it came to netflix and i caught up immediately and what a what a phenomenal show like that that's that's something that i i don't think you can like be like the no. characters are so developed and everything, but the way that they bring in people—they got everyone: Barack Obama, yep. Kobe, yep. Yep. and then obviously the team with Dennis and Steve Kerr yep. and Pippin.
1: Phenomenal. And how they set
0: up—they uh, set up the drama between him and Isaiah. Yep. No, um, the per- the drama between him and Isaiah and the pacer player. Uh, I'm totally uh, messing. Uh, uh, not. Uh, oh my. I'm totally- on it too. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Thank you. I I, I knew, I knew, I was going to say Mills, but I, like, I knew it was M. I, I was close. Uh, but yeah, the the way that they set up the drama, where it is TV arc-esque, where it yeah. is like the hero versus the villain, where it yep. is, they explain about, the the way that they go and also discuss the before and after effects, two of the league, where it was yeah. MJ and Larry Bird, not uh, MJ Dude. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and then the after fact where they're like, and then this team came up and was the team, and how dominant they had to show they were, it yeah. really gives you the full look of what the Bulls did and how phenomenal cool. that was. Um, and honestly, too, it, that show was one of the quarantine shows. Like, Tiger King, yep. everyone's going to remember. 100%. But – the Last Dance.
1: I, my family, my family. We were waiting every every week. We couldn't wait to watch the next Last Dance. And my biggest takeaway from it, you hit on all the points. My biggest takeaway is b- before watching that, when when you have the goat conversation with basketball, my list is LeBron, MJ. Um, at, at the goat conversation. Goat, yeah. goat. It's I go. LeBron than Michael Jordan. Yeah. Not, I don't want to do the top five because that, I'll talk for two hours. Yeah,
0: we could, um, <laughs> we could go for a minute on top five. And people people always
1: go back and forth, and I yep. think, honestly, there's never going to be a right answer. I think younger people are always kind of going to lean towards LeBron, but and older people are going to lean towards Jordan. But what you got from the last dance was you understood the magnitude of what Michael Jordan was and meant and the scope how he was worshiped he was yeah. worshiped by everybody uh, different countries everybody. too like it wasn't globally. just us globally he in, yeah. and lebron has never pe- people hate lebron yeah unfortunately but uh, you know that is something that you that adds to his just legendary status and, and I really, you know, you, you don't get it because we didn't live through it yeah. until you watch that and you get a better idea and you're like, wow, okay. The
0: this buzzer guy- beaters, the pizza game, the like, because it's not the flu game anymore. It's the pizza game. The, uh, the dominance in the first three championships and then the second three and then him staring out the window and saying, Man, I wish we could run it back one more time. Yep. I wish we – because we could have done it. And there's not a doubt in my mind. I, I don't think in anyone's mind that they would not have won that seventh. They would have done yep. it. Like yep. you, you, if you are able to bring back Kerr and Rodman and Pippen and MJ and take the cuts and everything and you're yep. able to bring back Phil Jackson, you're winning another one, period. Yep. Um, It was awesome also to see you. Phil Jackson changed the game. Dennis Rodman in his role, like the first couple episodes, end, and and like it's like and Rodman is gone. And then like the episode cuts to like, yeah, let's go. Like, are you kidding me? I it's it's one of those things that no one will ever
1: forget with quarantine. I saw, I remember I had seen this thing, kind of just a side note, like a social media thing. It was like, what events or like eras of time did you wish social media was around for? And like the the reply to it was just. Rodman, yeah, like if social media had been around when he was doing what he was doing, holy crap! And then, like the next one was like the OJ trial. Like yeah. there have been you know, like, social media for the OJ trial,
0: dude. If there was all out like imagine Twitter if Dennis Rodman also was in L.A. or in Vegas two nights later gambling at the blackjack table mm-hmm. with like. You're you're taking pictures. You're hanging out. You're fiving him, and he's like, "Yo, get out of my way!" But seeing not only him, like once again, these people are obviously people, but him as a character because he is a larger than life sort of character. Oh, it is awesome to go and be like, he also was a grinder and knew oh, how my to God. get. He was. He. They wouldn't have won without him. Yeah. They couldn't have won without it, Because uh, no one could get boards on that team. They had too many shooters. They had so many shooters, so they're like, Robin, we just need you to play hardball. And then you have the Pistons beating the crap out yep. of everyone. You need somebody like a Dennis Robin, who was a Piston, to go and yep. beat the crap out of them back and be like, step yep. off. Going and seeing old NBA, where you get to see people clothesline each other and yep. punch each other in the face. You do not have that anymore. Leave the court before the game uh, like uh, is even over. You're like, oh, my word. All right, we, we can talk about basketball all day, but Sam Ross, what's yeah. your number two show? My number two is is uh Upload. Upload. Okay, give Amazon me the pitch Prime. on Upload. Another Amazon Prime.
1: Um, it was really, really, really cool in the way that – how we, when we were talking about the boys, when you're like, oh, this is – like it sucks you in. Like this is so captivating. This is new. This is fresh. So the premise is there is when you – you can – it's like – Futuristic, uh, you know, timeline-wise. And when you die, you can have your conscious uploaded into this big, like, kind of cloud, um, like, living, like, community. And, like, you have to kind of pay for it. It's almost like buying, like, you know, an insurance policy or something is, like, how it's this is viewed in, in like, society and whatnot. And, like, everything's super high-tech. There's, like, all self-driving cars. There's all everything. Um, and then, if once you're uploaded, you can, you can, you're basically immortal. You're, you're a, an uploaded being. And you can also kind of still, you can be like pulled up on like a phone or a screen and talk to people that are still alive and stuff. Anyway, the, the main character, he's like engaged to this girl and, she, and she's kind of, she's kind of sketchy. And then he ends up getting killed in a, um, uh, self-driving car accident. Oh, a- yeah. accident! Accident. Because there's some sketchy stuff going on with the with the girl. Um, you know, some some shady business that the car didn't really crash. It might have been hacked, and you know that's kind of where they they leave it going into season two. Which who knows when it's
0: going to come out because they haven't even started production. That's um, dude, that's one of the roughest parts about this year where it's just like, man, I. Like Cobra Kai is a prime example of a show. I'm like, that show doesn't take a while to produce. They can produce a season, and if the writers have it and everything, in like an out, like you don't need a lot production wise. But COVID, you're like that. The new season could be out by this fall, but at minimum now it's going to be late December next year and stuff like that. It's it sucks for sure. Um, and so
1: that's kind of that's kind of the gist. It's just super fun. It's super <laughs> engaged It's so unique it's unlike anything i've ever seen oh well let me kind of preface it's the the same guy who wrote the office and parks and rec oh nice i think it's like greg daniels or something i believe is his name. i
0: i actually we uh i have a good friend that knows uh one of the like three main writers from the office i'm trying to get him on a bracket episode because like it, it's of uh, my friend's friend's dad <laughs> yeah. and so i'm like i'm trying to get him on the bracket for the best office season when we do a that's top awesome. eight. Yeah, that would yeah. be hype. Uh, he, he
1: he it, it kind of feels like you kind of feel those sh- the influence of those shows, but it's so unique and fresh. You know, it's not repetitive. It, you're not you're not getting the office. You're getting the guts of the office like the yeah. same way like community and Rick and Morty like yeah. Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan, just the skill of Dan Harmon on both, you know, the no
0: understanding to, of how absurd he is. Yeah. Um Anything else you want to touch on the show? Because that sounds awesome. That that will definitely yeah. go on my list. You should definitely check it out. It's very very good. All right, uh, am I good to go? Number two. You're good, you're good. Number two, I uh, this this like fluctuated in my top four. I I'm pretty sure we both have the same number one. Um, uh, yeah. is a show called The Mandalorian. The first season of that show, I would give legitimately a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. It's, mm-hmm. Which, for me, my rating scale, that means it's a good show. It does a lot mm-hmm. of things that are kind of interesting. The production level isn't there all the way. There's three episodes, I would say, that are great. There's a few too many filler episodes where not enough's happening. The introduction of one of the most beloved characters in pop culture, Baby Yoda, is mm-hmm. introduced. And that's adorable, and that's awesome, and people love that. And I like I'm one of those people, yeah. Give me an adorable thing. Season 2... <laughs> is the definition of like it's if the Star Wars The Clone Wars final season, like the first seven episodes were exactly that, where there was like a couple of great episodes, and then the last bit was all rise payoff, everything, where it's just hitting, 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 hitting uh, this is a show that I hope eventually you get around to but if you don't, I'm gonna go and say spoilers are on right now for the next uh, like two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, are you okay with that? Because uh, I, I don't want to. Uh, there there's certain things that like need to be said on this for Star Wars spoilers. So if you I if you haven't watched Mando, you're probably not watching Mando. But uh, the at the end of the final or at the end of the season, they uh, Grogu Baby Yoda. They're like he needs to get a trainer. They bring back Ahsoka Tano, one of the most uh, like, notorious badass people in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. She's getting her own show now. They bring back the Darksaber from Star Wars Rebels. And, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, what's his face? Uh, it's not, I want to say John Carlos Stanton, but that's a baseball player. Um, let, let me look up Mando Cast real quick. Uh, Cast. Is it, is it the guy that plays in The Mandalorian? No, no, no. That's, uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh,. Giancarlo Esposito um the villain uh, who's in like oh yeah oh, he's in a ton breaking of things bad. yeah breaking bad exactly he he dude, phenomenal phenomenal actor His villain in the show is terrifying and awesome. And the way that they use everything, Boba Fett coming back. And not only Boba Fett coming back, but the payoffs of him coming back. Finally getting back in the suit. I love that they didn't just put him in the suit right away. Him going and, like, obviously surviving the Snorlax pit. That was, like, obvious. When I saw that originally, I'm like, there's no way in Star Wars lore where uh, freaking Darth Maul can get chopped in half. And survives that this guy's not alive there's no way so going and seeing him come back phenomenal pedro pascal's role in that movie is the only reason that i'm like somewhat excited for him in wonder woman because oh my gosh he's phenomenal in it and seeing his emotion bill burr phenomenal in that show and he plays bill burr basically they're like we know what you do we're gonna let you do it but there is emotional moments there and he kills it And then the big thing, you, did you see Rogue One? Did you see, uh, yes. okay, you know the Darth Vader moment at the end of that movie yeah. that's just badass? Yep. They have that for Luke Skywalker in the show. The second season ends with Luke coming back and slicing and dicing and being a badass and going to train Baby Yoda. And so that's what, we don't know what's happening with the third chapter of the show now, but it is awesome and the cgi is better than it was in rogue one with and just
1: to confirm that i'm i'm not dumb like john favreau is is yeah. running the running the ship on yep. all this and that's why
0: it's so freaking good, i think right? it's john favreau and taika waititi if i'm i'm
1: yeah. oh for real
0: yeah let, let me look up mando show he is
1: awesome. <laughs> like we were talking about jojo rabbit earlier he's amazing yeah if uh, he uh,
0: uh, I, I, I might have spoken out of my butt. It is John Favreau. It's Dave Filoni. No, it's not on about White TV. Dave Filoni's great uh, in a lot of the stuff he does. Uh I Ty- we'll talk
1: about, real quick, since you brought him up, I just need to say it, how excited I am for Thor 4. It's going to be great. It's With be great. freaking Christian Bale as the villain. <laughs> Dude, the MCU. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're getting Christian Bale. It
0: couldn't, I mean. We're getting Christian Bale. We're getting, like, uh, for the Eternals cast, they're bringing out... Everyone, we we are getting the person I mentioned, Haley Seinfeld's going to be in it. It's awesome. Um, So, just my last, like, little run there. This is legitimately a great show. I would give it a 9.5 out of 10, where the intrigue, the action, the action is so much better than almost any Star Wars action set pieces, where, like... It's awesome. Ahsoka with the double blades and, and versus, uh you know how in uh, in uh Game of Thrones, there's like Valyrian steel, like it's like the most like strong steel. There's that version. That's what the Mandalorian armor is made out of. Somebody has like a bow staff of that. And like, oh my gosh, seeing that battle with 2v1, it's, it's something that can block a lightsaber that's not a lightsaber. Oh my gosh, dude. Don't even get me started. This show is legitimately great. Uh... And I think the reason that I wanted to put it this high is to show where it's not just a Star Wars show. It is more than a Star Wars show. These characters are so interesting. The characters come back in interesting ways and pay off in interesting ways. Uh, Pedro Pascal's character is so good. He takes off the Mando mask a total of three times in the show, two times in the second season. One of them being when he says goodbye to Baby Yoda. You're tearing up. And I never thought I would tear up watching a Star Wars show like that, I, like especially after the first season. And I wanted to go and give it the credit that it deserves by putting it at my number two show of the year. Sam, here we are. I think I think it's time to go and just time. It's it's time to just be be real for a moment. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I got
1: a better way to announce this.
0: We, we we have an agreement, I, I believe, on what the number one show is. Yep. Sa- All right, let me know when you're ready. Sam Ross, what is our number one show? There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the Nevins Island show of 2020 is Little Dickies. Dave. Sam, break it down. Why do you love this show, and why is it your show of the year? It is the best show of the year. I think the first reason I love
1: it so much is because it blew my expectations away. (laughs) Well, I was going into it thinking, oh, this is going to be kind of funny. It's going to, you know, Lil, Lil Dicky's entertaining, blah, blah, blah. It'll be, it'll be good. I'll, I'll get a kick out of it. And I was not prepared for how the depth, the quality of writing, the humor, just the production skill The amount of people that they got on the show Celebrities, Kourtney Kardashian, Justin Bieber Um, Benny Blanco just the, the list goes on everybody. and
0: on Young they G got, Gr- Young, YG
1: Yeah, freaking uh, yeah, uh,
0: Young Thug, Young Thug um, The rappers are insane uh, who, a, like, I mean, they got everybody Yeah. And next season, you think that they're not gonna pull out Like, Leo, out of nowhere Like, or, Great. like, cause they're friends Like, are, this is, the show is gonna be awesome Can Continue forward and
1: so, I mean, just um, sorry, I'm chewing ice. <laughs> um, I mean, freaking David Bird is the man, he, and you did not expect him to be that like committed in that. And you got you get the sense he's not even really acting because most of this is kind of factual. Like it's yeah. not it's not true. Like it's not based entirely on a true story, but yep. it, his, it's kind of based on his come up. Yep. And like his real life, his pair his real parents are on the show, right? I think those are actually his parents. I believe
0: so. I believe it's I his real parents and gata up. is his hype man in real life too, obviously. Yeah. So I was
1: disappointed in my man though when I realized uh
0: Allie is not his actual yeah. girlfriend. Uh, that what you need a good actor uh, or an actress and you can't also She's put You can't also put a actress into the boat of hey, you might have to one day break up with him in reality and, like go on set with him so I, I get pulling in an act. absolutely no 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 I, I you know I was kind of kidding yeah. but um,
1: yeah it was phenomenal like we both uh, you know, I think I'll let, I'll let you take the Gata episode yeah. because okay. that was when we when me and Nick initially watched it and called each other about it he you know you, you had a great way yeah. of describing that episode yeah uh,
0: I I'll I'll take the reins and then we, you can touch on it a little bit more uh, when when you feel see fit. Uh, the first four episodes of that show, the first episode, uh, it leaves you jaw dropped because like oh this show is awesome and we got a rap scene in it and he's phenomenal and everyone in that moment is like cool. This show is gonna be about rap. I want lo- I want each episode almost to end with a rap clip or something that gives me satiates that feeling. And then the second episode, I think, is the worst, but it's not a bad episode by any means. I think that this show, I would probably give a 10 out of 10. This is probably the best single season I've seen in a long, long time. Like, where first season is this good. Um, yeah. Where where Macklemore, it's just going to be known as the Macklemore episode forever. Yeah. Because what a phenomenal, messed up thing to go and have your kid die and be like, I want you to perform, and you know nothing about him other than he likes basketball. What am I going to do with that? And then Macklemore takes a bike. He's like, play my shit loud. And you're just like, let's go, Macklemore. Awesome episode. Third episode, the sex episode. It is the reason that I tell my parents not to watch this show. Because if not, I would totally tell them to watch this show. This show is phenomenal. Uh, all, me my brother and sister were all like, this show is phenomenal. And my parents were like, should we watch it? We're like, No. Um, but getting it's not just like a episode about sex you get these amazing character development where Ali becomes a phenomenal character and actually is what a 2020 relationship now 2021 relationship should be which is a give and take and an understanding and great communication like I love how they're like hey how do you uh, like uh, where it's Gaeta him Els and uh, Mike Mike's his manager's name right yeah. they're all sitting down at the restaurant and he's just like how do I talk to my girlfriend about uh, like dirty talk or like sex in general? And They're like are you asking us how to like have se-? He's like basically like I don't know and, and like they're like that is such a real conversation that guys have and are, like it's stupid stuff like that where like yep. else is like you know just spin her face like or like just like get weird like you're, like he's like I don't know if I'm ready for that and then uh, the, that whole episode it is like okay this show has some layers and some depth and the comedy's phenomenal and you get the milking porn and you're like oh my god this is great right and then the fourth episode it, it just continues let's, on let's
1: clarify just so someone clips that yeah
0: uh, <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's really funny yeah it no. was very unexpected and, and yeah and, and yeah no it's was a funny
0: little sound bite yeah oh absolutely uh if someone clipped that uh, but yeah no, it's it's awesome dude this the show understands what it's supposed to be doing episode four continues and uh, these first four episodes i feel like nail comedy character development makes you fall in love with some of these characters really allows you to go and see what this show should be about and then episode five blows your freaking mind i i try my best not to say the f-word on this show Mm -hmm. i i that that i i almost feel like it's deserved because it blows your mind you have this character that over four episodes is immediately one of your favorite characters. Uh, like, you uh, fall in love with him. That first episode, you, you see him want to go and, like, grow and, like, be a little bit progressive and, like, become a little bit more of a rapper. You get his backstory, and you're like, oh, cool, he used to, like, be, like, in the game a little bit and be a hype man, and you see a man you love and now care about because they've given you enough time to actually fall in love with this character lose touch so I feel like that's the weirdest but best way to say it. And yeah. really, you, you're heartbroken. You're legitimately heartbroken. And yeah. it sucks. But absolutely, with that moment, you go and you look up and you see this character lose his mind and realize yeah. in the store that where he breaks down and he's like, I'm going to be the biggest baller. I'm going to be – and then it goes and it cuts to him on the table with his mother that you already got to meet because this show's phenomenal and it has a great understanding of what it's trying to do, and you enjoy that mother because the, there's an awesome line of comedy where uh, they're just like, "Oh uh, yeah, yo, we got a little dicky in the crib, like the the speaking thing," and then he goes, the mother shakes L's hand and goes, "Hey, what's up, little dicky?" and he goes, "Oh, I'm not little dicky. That's little dicky." <laughs> and then Dave's like, "Hey, well, like it's so good," um, and then. Like you love the mother, you have that understanding, and they're on the hospital bed, and it's just, whoa. (laughs) And you have he's crying, he's what mom? Why would they? Why they tie me up? Like he he understands, he's he's lost it. He's 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 in a predicament where he's lost his mind, and you love him, and that's heartbreaking. Yep. And they they could have in the doctor's office gone and said exactly what we knew it was. But they held it off for it. Uh, Early in the episode, they go and have Gator, like, uh, basically, like, way too up here. And then the next uh, studio session before they go live, way down here. And you understand what's about to happen. And Dave gets really pissed at him. Gator, one shot, on the couch, looks at him and goes and says, Hey, I'm I'm bipolar. And everyone shuts up. And then Gator cries. Yep. And in that moment, every viewer is best friends with Gaeta and is in that room with him and is when the show goes from being funny and having good characters and being like awesome to real. And every single person, that interaction is one of the most amazing, beautiful, well acted interactions I've ever seen where he starts crying and everyone's like, doesn't know how to react and you the as the audience don't know how to react you're putting that room so well and uh, like some uh the one of the, my favorite lines there is he's like sometimes I'm feeling crazy sometimes I'm feeling lazy and you're just like oh like he's still got that comedy element where he's a person and you're with him but you all of a sudden realize like you have these friends that they care about him in the same way that if one of our good friends or one of your friends one of my friends went and said hey I have this issue you wouldn't know how to handle it, like as a doctor or a professional, but when they go and confide that in you, you realize we are now, this is real, and our bond is real. In the same way that your bond as the viewer with Gator becomes real. And then, yep. surely, that that scene ends with uh, cracking a joke. Mike being like, I love how we have the first uh, clinically depressed type man in the biz. Like, you're like, oh, that's that's a great, like, icebreaker line to go and, like, make these guys friends again and have that understanding. Gators like, I would never mess up your stuff. Yeah, you would never mess up your stuff. They care about each other too much. And the show becomes real. And then the next episode, one of the most personal episodes I've ever had in my entire life, where I grew up being the butt of a joke. I grew up being somebody that got laughed at and yep. picked on, and I would do stuff to go and be the center of attention because I love being the center of attention. I made an entire company based off my name. like i That's something that I will always cherish, but that cost me at times having certain people in my life go and take advantage of me and mm-hmm. make me the butt of the joke and make me question myself, especially my freshman year of high school, and that was really hard. And to go and see Dave go and have those high school buddies make him do dumb stuff in his 20s, it is one of the most heart wrenching, beautiful, sad, introspective things that I've seen a show deal with in such a real, real way because I've lived that. You know, like that, that's, it's phenomenal. And, and I, him, I, him
1: I, at the end, kind of conquering and killing his yeah. demon by. Smothering him in the chicken lo mein Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, where, <laughs> so-
0: where I, like, I've talked to certain people um that have had similar experiences to me and to Dave where it is, what was the moment where he sort of got over that? Because every friend group sort of ca- gets a buddy that is the ass of the joke, and that's totally fine. And the same way that I, I love being with the Nevins Island guys because I'm okay with being the butt of the joke because it brings you guys together, but I understand we all have great relationships and great friendships. It is when it goes from being the butt of the joke to we're not friends, we're just laughing at you like that, and experiencing that. And I've had that experience. I've had that conversation with people, and that hurts. And then you have that moment in your life For me, people would probably ask me, they'd be like, oh, it's probably like a moment with the Killers or Mr. Skipper or when you started this or when you dated someone or like when you accomplished something. And for me, it was just waking up one day and being like, I know who I am and I know who my friends are and moving forward. And having that moment for Dave on screen was really, really powerful for somebody like me, and I can, going back-to-back with the Gata episode, and then that, and then obviously the wedding episode, which I've, like, we've talked, like, I've talked for, like, 15 minutes already, just about this show, it's 10 episodes, 30-minute episodes, what? It is that good, that literally, in five hours, they change, there are so many deep themes, and relationships, and you go and you have these amazing builds. The show does not rely on rapping. The show doesn't even rely on the amazing characters. The show relies on just being a real show. And mm-hmm. that's it. And the show yeah. is phenomenal. I can't recommend it to enough people. The end rap scene will be yes, iconic oh God, forever. Club. Um, And I, I really, at the end of the day, cannot recommend this show enough. Because if you... The reason that I love the show is... Every single person on this planet, excuse me, has been in a relationship or wants to be, has seen bullying or has been picked on, has now, especially in 2020 ha- or 2021, has knows people with issues and depression and bipolar and just things that need to be... Mental, mental health. Mental, mental health. health. Yeah, thank you. Um, And it goes... In ex- or... The episode that with the wooden t-shirts, one of the funniest episodes I've ever yeah. seen in my life, which is such a slice-of-life episode that would be considered filler. I uh, During the rewatch, that episode became one of my favorite episodes of TV because you have this perfect slice-of-life of the day after of a one-night stand with a friend and dealing with that and understanding and questioning and realizing, like, the one of the best things is uh, the two L's and the, I forget her name, and uh, Gata comes in and is just like, yo, y'all smashing it. Like, and, and it's, oh, it's so funny. Then he dips and, like, stirs the pot perfectly enough to go and progress the story in a way that you're like, man, this is real, and I, I love this show. Uh, it's my, it's in my top ten of all time, and it's been one season, and I can't yeah. wait to see what they do next, because... I, I just want more of these characters. I want more of these themes to be discussed and discovered. I think that this show is at the point... You know, like I feel like a show like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad goes and doesn't pull its punches in the way of we're not afraid to kill off a character. We're not afraid to blow something up. We're not afraid to go into some real hard-hitting things. Dave is a show that does that without any explosions or fights or big moments, it's through five to ten word sentences that rock your world and make <clears> you <throat> question and everything, and I can't wait for Because words.
1: that's how life
0: is. Yeah. There, there, you and I grew up together. Do you know how many, like, small sentences yep. we, you, that you and I both can look back on and be like, I will never forget when that person said these five words, and that shaped yep. me in the yep. same way that relationships and friendships and X's can go and be destroyed or build up in the span of 5 sentences of i think we should break up or you are really not with us stuff like that where it's just like i i'll never forget well, my buddy turps this show just gets real man uh i was watching the walking dead with him also another show the uh season 10 20 phenomenal uh that show actually is good again people need to watch it um pacing is unreal they figured it out again for season I nine and ten
1: watching again you know but i i was such a walk in depth i went to walker stalker con one year yeah
0: it, it like and now, and now it, i don't even watch yeah same i have comic books in my closet yeah. I don't even watch anymore. um but i remember watching that show with him eating a slice of pizza getting a phone call from somebody that i considered a friend and having them be like i don't we uh, we as a group don't like you. We You should hang out with these people because we don't want you around. And I have now one of the people I consider a brother sitting next to me and being like, he saw me break down. He saw me cry. He saw me, he heard, you know when you're like on the phone and you can sort of hear, like, but like not like fully hear, but you hear every single word that's said he goes and like looked over at me in that moment and he was like he didn't have to say anything but it was the hey i'm here for you man like i got your back that episode uh episode six after episode five and then episode nine with the wedding are three of the best episodes of tv not to come out in 2020 not to come out in the 2000 it is three of the best episodes to ever grace television And I can't recommend that show enough. Do you have anything else you want to say? Perfect. All right, uh, rapid fire question time. Uh, I'm going to go and just read. Uh, I'm going to ask you one question, and then I'm going to read a question from the chat. Sam, uh, long and short, how is it joining Nevin's Island?
1: <laughs> it's been great. I, I really, I had a lot of nerves, you know, going into the stream, going into, you know, it's just like, it's like jumping off the high dive. Yeah. And I now that I did it once, I just want to keep doing it.
0: Yeah. There is there is nothing, truly nothing better than doing this with you guys. Uh this has yep. been the first week of production, so it's been in yeah. We've been late on every single show. <laughs> it's going to be messy, but yep. I hope that we are proving bit by bit that we're worth the view, that we're worth the sub, that we're worth the follow, stuff like that. Alright, I've got a lot of Survivor questions um, from your girlfriend, and I'm going to just answer them all as quickly quickly as possible. Nick, what uh, what do you consider to be the two best seasons of Survivor? I would say that I can't pick a top two, but it changes, uh, like, any day, sort of deal. Uh, Heroes vs. Villains, Um, Cognion, the the two seasons that are on Netflix right now, Uh, Cognion, um, winners at War, the one that just premiered where it's all winners. Um, second Chance, those four. I Oh, and uh, Fans versus Favorites, the first one. C- oh, season 16, 20, 28, 29, 40. Any of those, top five. Uh, it could be my top two or number one on any given day. Uh, One sec. Rapid fire question. Uh, favorite Tony Vulcanus moment. Um, Tony, the winner of Winners at War and Survivor Cognon, the greatest of all time to play. He is... um When he built the Spy... Bunker the first season, and then it's built the sur- uh or no survive, sorry, it was Spy uh, Shack, then Spy Bunker when he went underground, and then Spy Nest when he went to the trees. When he went to the trees in season forty and actually got information, the strategy worked and it's phenomenal. That's my favorite moment. Um, best and worst Survivor twist. Uh, best twist. Uh, and um, Spy Trees my favorite. Uh, I agree. Um, I'm gonna just go and make it blindsides, because I think the best, uh, the worst Survivor twist ever is bringing Edge of Extinction into the game. Shouldn't ever be a thing. Best twist, I'm just gonna say, is the best blindside ever in Survivor Season 29, Second Chance, when, uh, Sam, you, you, you've seen an episode of Survivor before, right? So you know what Tribal Council is where they vote someone yeah. off. Um, do you yeah. know what a hidden immunity idol is? Do you know what that concept is? Yeah. So, you can play it, and it protects you, and you can't get eliminated. Mm-hmm. There was an alliance of three people versus an alliance of 10 people what the 10 people normally do is split the votes five to five right and then they vote on two of the people in case one of them has immunity out that didn't happen they decided to put all 10 votes on one person and then that person played an idol and they voted out andrew savage forever known Kelly's Wiggleworth voting out Andrew Savage one of the most savage moments in all survivor my favorite vote uh, of all time um and then what's your uh, opinion on people getting up and talking during the middle of tribal council I think that the game as of now is as fast paced as it should be this game and if this game was as fast paced as it was 20 seasons ago Russell Hans would have two wins not zero he like the the game has evolved in a way where that needs to be happened my last question to you, Sam. Uh, now that we're we're all said and done, what is? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to ask that because I we we sort of already touched on it before. Um, what is one of the blockbuster movies that you're looking forward to next year? One of them, just one blockbuster. I'm not saying you're because we already touched. I was gonna say what's the movie you're looking forward to the most. We're gonna do best, most anticipated. I just want a blockbuster take. So what's a blockbuster next year, twenty twenty one? You're looking forward to?
1: Is Love and Thunder next year?
0: Uh, that's twenty twenty two. It got pushed to twenty twenty
1: two. Uh, I guess I'll go James. I'll go James Bond.
0: Nice. I'm gonna go and do James Gunn's Suicide Squad. That cast is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It should be nuts i'm i'm excited for that movie it's not like my most anticipated movie but that's one blockbuster that i feel like people need to talk about and put a little bit more respect on the name yeah. um hopefully it is a lot like birds of prey not like wonder woman 1984 one of the biggest one of the worst movies i've seen in a long 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 time it is like it's bad it's a bad movie i'm refusing to watch it because i just
1: first from the first trailer i saw
0: it yeah just left and, and pedro pascal not- dude one of like in Mandalorian, he's phenomenal. He's the main villain in it. It sucks to go and have him like not be great. And I, it is the only movie that I've been that they set in the '80s on purpose that doesn't do '80 stuff. Give me '80 stuff. I, if you call a movie 1984, give me '84. All right. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the first casual entertainment conversation. Me, Sam, uh, me, the movie man, Sam Ross, get together every single Saturday. Uh, this will post on Sunday on YouTube. And uh, yeah, it's best to watch it live, hang out. You can get those questions if you want to go and ask questions uh, in the chat or in the comments. We will read those off and uh, answer some of those next week. Um, yeah, best movie of all of 2020 Palm Springs. Best album, The New Abnormal. Best show, Dave. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for today. Thank you very much, and uh, adios.